It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I've been masturbating this whole time. <laughs> I did wonder why you weren't on camera. Oh God. Welcome to Pint of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast, where much like the Premier League on a hot weekend, we are a huge fan of a drinks break. With me as always, it's the forever hydrated Andy Baxter, aka the Bootle Brawler. <laughs> Hello. I am joined by a man who will happily spend £8 on a can of drinks break. It's the return of the trash baby of Pilning, Tom Meadowcroft. Back to mute Mike. <laughs> I'm not I'm not in the podcast. <laughs> Has he stormed off? Nah, he's still here. It's good to have him back, really. Uh can I just say thank God that place is shut down? The actual pints were fine. It was just Robin's thieving scum. They were they were good cans to be fair. They weren't. They were. All craft beers are scam. And finally, some believe that his whole life is one big drinks break. It's me, the fresh prince of Flamberhead, Daz Napton. <laughs> I wish I hadn't said that though. Gone to my head. Yeah. My Flamberhead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's it. We're in the mix. And we're back for another episode. This time, we're continuing our efforts to try and tick off a story from every single country in the world. I think we're about maybe 12 or 13 in, so probably about like 5% of the way through the world, which isn't bad going, but still, there's a lot still to explore. And this time out, we have Baxter, who's going to tell us a tale from his country. Well, not from my country, but yeah, <laughs> from the fatherland. Yeah, exactly. Brutal. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you said who I got then, does? Should you not tell the, the, the listeners who I got? Nah, they can guess. Okay. 
Well, I, I can't make a clever joke about it because, it, as you'll see, it was quite difficult to find much about this country. But um, I was lucky slash unlucky enough to draw Croatia, who, yeah, yeah good team, well-known, good, good players and all that. And it's around one of their possibly most famous players, certainly their best player, um, where we, we start our story. And, of course, I mean Luka Modric, who, despite what you'd think about him and how good he is and, you know, former Ballon d'Or winner and almost dragged him to a European championship a couple of years ago, he divided... Actually shit. No, he's actually sort of in a bit of trouble. He was charged with perjury and had to go to trial and all this. It was... Oh. Wait, can I just confirm? This is going to be the second consecutive episode where we're doing Real Madrid players against the war. <laughs> yeah. I did think there was a certain amount of synergy there, but I don't think it was deliberate. I'm sure the, the random country generating robot is, um, you know, completely impartial to these things. Beep, boop, bop, bop. Real Madrid are a team of fascists. Beep, boop, bop, bop. Yeah. If we have to do a story about, I don't know, Tony Cruz next week for Germany, then, yeah, then we'll know <laughs> that something, something's going on. Beep, boop, bop, bop. We'll Franco's favourite team. Beep, boop, bop, bop. <laughs> we will take you back to the summer of 2018. <clears throat> oh, darn. Well, yeah. I will correct myself, though, because I called it the European Championships and it was actually Croatia getting to the World Cup final, wasn't it? My bad. Yeah, it, was. it, it, it doesn't seem like they you should get to a World Cup final. Yet. No, it doesn't really, but they did and they were good and that was it, really. There's a... There's a a lot of sad things about the origins of Croatia and how it came to be after the war and the breaking up of Yugoslavia and stuff like that, um, which I had to read about as I was trying to piece this together. And it was, it's not really what this podcast is about, you know. It's It was, you know, about <laughs> young people getting killed in the war and, you know, people losing their homes and their livelihoods and all that. And it's very bleak, so we don't need to do all that. Is this is this just you trying to defend your gap of knowledge which offended Tom about World War Two? A little bit, yeah. I thought if we mentioned some conflict in... I just, think, I just think the denizens of sports social, you should respect their intellect a little bit, a little bit more. And I don't feel that they get that when I'm not here. What, so you think I, they, they will know all about? The sort of... I, I think they will find the sentence, I think Russia were involved in World War II in the background on the German side to be... A bit of a howler from you. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, it's not going to make me highlight real, is it? <laughs> but, but this war we're talking about now was a bit more obscure, wasn't it? Um, Probably not for people involved. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, maybe, because, like, Britain weren't directly involved. Oh, Christ, as far as I know, before anyone writes in and tells me that, indeed, they were. Was that the one with Bosnia in it as well? Well, Bosnia, that's where Bosnia was created and stuff. Because, like, where yeah. Yugoslavia went away. My dad was there. In Bosnia? Yeah. Oh, cool. He was like, I don't know what he was doing. He was, like, building temporary houses for people, I think. During Yeah, he went to Bosnia and he said that it was the cheapest pint he ever had. But that was because for him to go for a pint at night, they had to get 
basically the army to walk them into the village and stand outside the pub so they could have a drink. <laughs> you could nap them for God's sake. It is four in the morning. This <laughs> <laughs> right. has lost a foot just so you can have another half. <laughs> I think and you're hurting more than you're helping. I think the, the main problem they had with it was every time they left the accommodation, when they came back, they had to do a full search of everything for bombs and stuff. It barely seems worth it. Well, probably not for the security and the army, but it's probably still nice for my dad to go for a pint after his uh, day at work in Bosnia. After another day of harrowing war. Yeah, Christ. Well, anyway, let's fast forward a little bit back to what we, we were talking about. And this is um, not just regarding Luka Modric, but a lot of Croatian people don't like him. They think he's a coward and they think he's you know, corrupt for reasons we will get into very shortly. So, never done a war. Never done a war, you know what I mean? He's just, um, yeah, just a chicken, really. Mm-hmm. So what this is about is the former owner of one of the big clubs in Croatia, Dynamo Zagreb, and their, for, their former owner, Dravko Mamic, who's now in prison, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, for he's, he's got an evil-sounding name. Yeah, well, you should see his face as well. <laughs> okay, like the... hang on. You can do this at home, kids. Yeah, I've got good. Zoran Mamic. No, that's not him. Hey, that, that's yeah. his brother. That's his brother. His brother oh. was involved as well. Okay, Zadrafko Mamic. Mamic. He looks like okay. a Bond, Bond villain. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, he's got some secrets, hasn't he? Yeah, no, no. But most of those <laughs> secrets involving um, involved him swindling money and putting it in his pocket. So yeah, that's what he did. He um, did own Z- Dynamo Zagreb for a while, and like they are known as one of the sort of best teams for producing young players and then selling them on to big European clubs for a profit. But mm. what he did with a lot of deals and with Modric specifically, and also um, a player who might be familiar called Dejan Lovren went to Lyon, he later went to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, those deals, he um, got the players to sign a thing in their contracts to say that millions of the transfer fee would go to, to, to him. For what? I can't out, <laughs> but he got away with it for a while. Don't worry about it. It's the exchange rate. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what he was doing. And then it, it all came out and a lot of the fans were annoyed and they, you know, felt that they'd lost what was a family club, a people's club and all that. But they've got a really, um, possibly the most camp-sounding ultras I've ever heard. Their main sort of fan is called the Bad Blue Boys, which, I don't know, maybe it's just... Ooh, they're very naughty, those Bad Blue Boys. Oh, don't cross the boys. Yeah, like... um, it's bit, that was that Swiss club they just called like young boys. Yeah, it's really kind of uh, almost sinister. Yeah, I'm not sure where you're going with that, but let's let's not. Young so boys. Anyway, so the, the the blue the bad blue boys started boycotting the matches, um, and you know just generally sort of raising an awareness <laughs> that this was going on. And then fast forward a little bit further and they went to court and Modric originally said, yeah, this is what had happened. He made us <laughs> sign into our contracts, our transfer contracts. Yeah. That we have to, yeah, exactly, that we have to do all this. So everyone was confident that 
the club would get taken back in charge of the people or, you know, a, a decent businessman or whoever it may be. But when it comes to the sort of crunch day in court, they asked Modric about it, to, you know, to go on the record. And he was like, no, no, I don't remember what happened, to be honest. It was, uh, it might have happened, but I, I can't be sure. It was that long ago. And so everyone sort of turned on him a bit. And oh, they, Luca Modric. Yeah, he's, he's either shit himself because someone's <clears> turned up at his door or... Someone's got to him, haven't they? Yeah, captured his wife or something. And it's, you know, <laughs> if, if any of that's happened, it's pretty shit or forced him to listen to the latest Cheeky Girls album. But um, it's, you know, anyway, he, he sort of shit himself and said, no, no, I don't remember. So this guy got off with it, basically. And he was free in Bosnia for a while. He sort of fled to there. And I, I haven't checked if he's where he is right now, but... Um, <laughs> you will never take me alive. <laughs> I'm making, I'm making new fraudulent contracts on the back of like, restaurant napkins. <laughs> I own I own fucking half of Albania. Don't worry about it. They don't even know. I'll be, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> anyway, because Modric has did this and basically lied, or he either lied this time or lied the first time when he said he did it because I think that was in a police statement. And he um, he was charged with perjury, which carries a maximum sentence of five years inside. Now, because he's a high-profile footballer and all that, probably first offence and all, they wouldn't have got inside. But, you know, it's, um, it was probably quite scary having to go through all this. And eventually the charges were dropped because, I don't know, maybe they got to the police as well. Who knows? Maybe Benzema came in and blackmailed him. Yeah, that would make sense. Full circle from last time, that, that nightclub in Paris with the underage prostitutes. Yeah, <laughs> not good, really. I reckon that it's all one big circle. Real Madrid is just one big crime circle, I reckon. It's all linked. I mean, like we said last time, it took them so long to figure it out. Circle. And yeah, big circle, yeah. And now we've got it, um, we've got to the bottom of it. But you know, it's not that's not all rosy now in Croatia because they're still really big in match fixing. And the rumors are, and I have to say rumors because I don't know, <laughs> is that Dynamo Zagreb constantly get accused of match fixing. And you know, they're one of the bigger clubs, but are they a bigger club because they pay the refs and all things like that? But you know, it's it's not not a good time for Croatian domestic football, even though they did really well. Um, but there's a history of it, so I don't know if it's just less frowned upon. Is that a thing, less frowned upon? I don't know if it's more acceptable there, because if we go all the way back to 2016, so just a couple of years earlier, one of their former players is another famous guy called Davor Suka. Yes, Suka, Suka. Suka, yeah, him. He was just, you know, a sort of bureaucrat. He was just sort of a, an office guy in the, in the Croatian FA, he had a nice cushy job somewhere, but... He was getting messages to the Croatian coach mid World Cup games at World Cup games, European Championship. That's twice I got that wrong. European Championship games, saying what tactics to play, what players should be substituted, and all this. Just pulling rank over the manager, and yeah, kind of driving a wedge between the people in power and the people who are sort of yes men. The fans like the drama. Fans like the drama, and we all wet our beak. What's the problem? <laughs> But um, the Croatian fans responded by fighting each other. Good. Seems a bit of a, a big step. Uh, you know, I, I can't really understand that one. And when I look up 
when I tried to find some videos of it, Croatian fans fighting, there's just there's, there's quite a lot of it. So I thought I'm going to watch hours of footage of people who may be fighting each other and maybe not. Um, so I kind of oh, give. I haven't had a fight in a while. Yeah, exactly. Let's just, just let's just get on with it and just uh, have a have a big scrap. We'll go over to Croatia and uh, go watch a bit of Zagreb. Yeah, fights it, in the pubs. It would be good. But last little thing that I managed to find. Um, while I was researching these little bits, is Luka Modric, he's, uh, he's not making it, he's not sort of keeping his nose clean, much like Benzema, maybe Benzema's involved. You know, you think, oh, I've got away with this one, I'll, I'll sort of lay low for a little bit. He, and I'm reading verbatim here, he's paid a settlement in Spain to settle a tax evasion case pertaining to his image rights. So, you know, it's, he, he's, he's obviously not being 100% legit. Um, and as of couple of years ago, 2018 still. So, okay, so he's up, up to it all this year. Um, he's under investigation because he has a lot of his financial dealings. He's registered in the Isle of Man, of all places. So, make that what you will. Maybe he does legitimately own a cafe in the Isle of Man in Douglas somewhere. Um, that's where all his money goes. But maybe uh, they should look into that. It's the best damn cafe on the Isle of Man. You get there and it's just like... An abandoned building with a dog wearing an apron. Croatia flag hanging from the roof. <laughs> That's kind of it. It's a sort of a bit of a juicy one because there's a lot of sort of legal stuff and um, high profile things going on. But because there's not much sort of Croatian history in general, they, have, they sort of did well to sort of jump on the corruption bandwagon so quick. You can't beat a bit of tax evasion in football. It's like, it's one of the more common things that footballers tend to do. And you think, Christ, they're earning that much money. You couldn't pay. They were corrupt before it was cool. Speaking of the image rights, we were due to pay our annual image rights taxes. So if you both want to send me, I, I think the bill was, it was only about 300 quid this year. So if you both send me 100 each, um, I've got the, our bank account, which is in Jersey. Just send it over, send it over tonight, Ooh. and um, you know I'll make sure I'll make sure it gets there. I was at Jersey now. Well, yeah, yeah, I got a good deal there. Um, I thought it was Cayman Islands. No, 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 I shut that one down. The the one in Jersey, the bank is right next to the cafe that I have shares in. So <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah. That's yeah. why you're that's why you're in charge, to be honest, Daz. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. I like to look after our accounts, as you know, mm-hmm. make sure that our Three pounds a month that we get paid is, is going to the right places. Thanks, Sports Social. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, that's it then, I guess. That was Croatia. Yeah, was... do we need to draw another one? Have we got? I know you've got the two guys coming on. Well, You've already had theirs, uh, their teams drawn. Yeah, I'll draw one for Tom because it's his turn next. Okay. So, okay. so what is it now? Mid, Mid-August when we're recording, so expect this one out around Christmas. Uh, please be merciful. <laughs> Please be merciful for once. Okay, I'm going to click. Three, two, one, click. India. Cool, okay. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I can deal with that. That'll be interesting, yeah. though, because, well, when, when, when was it? The early 2000s when they went mad and tried to get all the former pros on silly money over? Some football has definitely happened there. Yeah, they've got the Indian Super League, which is obviously... It's tried to be like the MLS, but just way worse. But every team has one middle-aged, 40s-old pro. Trotting <laughs> around in the middle, wondering yeah. why it's there. Every now and again, like someone finishes as a Premier League player and then goes to start their manager career there, stays for yeah. about two months and decides, actually, no, this is awful. Yeah, there's going to be some good... Good, at least some good marquee players that you can talk about. I think you're just gonna have to bear with me a minute. Sorry, they've come in and started smashing around. Oh, the Croatians, <laughs> yeah, the Croatians. Modric has come in. The um, bad blue boys, <laughs> right? What's the name of this place? Who's that? Come, will I do? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good enough. We fired up the Tom machine. Um, I've gone for Colt uh, instead of like well-known Premier League players because who who wants that? I've gone with Colt heroes from our respective clubs. Uh, so first one. All Ooh, I do I, is I, this might be hard. It depends. It, it's up to you. I think, it, I think it probably will be quite hard. You can pick someone to go first, then if you like Tom. Hmm. All right, Dallas can go first then. <clears throat> Your player is Ham, ha, Hamza Ben Sharif. Ah, right. So I see what Fuck you've done. Sake. You've you've, cli- you've slightly <laughs> amended the. Have you slightly amended the game? So I've got to guess how many clubs for this player, and then Bax is getting a separate player. Oh yeah, we could do that. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, because that's one of someone's. He's made one appearance of some freaking nonsense Indian club. That's part of the game. How many, club, how many clubs? Let's stick to the flipping format. How many clubs do <laughs> you play for? You're getting so angry. <laughs> okay. So, do you want to know how many clubs? Yeah, because that's what we did with Bexas, yeah. didn't we? So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, oh, ten, God. eleven. I think I can guess. I want to say... Stitch me up a treat here, Tom. <laughs> I want to say... Game. Six? Six? You reckon you can do six? Okay. What's his it, name again? <laughs> Hamza Ben Sharif. He's Algeria under 21. I'll have you know. He, under 20. I'd be, I guessing, I'd be guessing a two. He he is the man. He's the man who made me fall in love with football. 
Yeah. Right. Well, it, as per the rules of the game, I don't feel like an advance on six. So, does <laughs> go for your life. <laughs> okay. He played for. He played for both the Nottingham clubs. He played for Forest and County. Yeah. Never made any appearances for Forest, but never mind. No, that's who we got him from. <clears throat> and then he went to County. Um, obviously, Mac. So that's three. Mm-hmm. I saw him score at Wembley, I think, for Halifax. Yep, so that's four. I've okay. seen him play for York. Yeah, five. And most recently, I'm not sure if he's still there, Geisley. Yay! Thanks. Very well done. That was very uh, tough. There was a lot of coincidentals there, though, that he'd just been at clubs I'd watched or hmm. whatever. Was he really the man that made you fall in love with football? Yeah, I went to see... Me and my mate went to go watch Mac versus Burton, first game I'd ever been to. He, he ended up being a, a centre-back for most of his career, but when he played for Mac, he was centre-attack mid. We beat Burton 2-1. He scored both goals, and at the end of the match, he came over and shook our hand. I'm sure he'd be very, very happy to hear oh, that what a guy. he made you fall in love with football. Yeah, and then obviously, I think... like I'm, I'm sure I might just have a distorted memory of it because I loved him so much. But I'm sure he scored the winning goal for Halifax at Wembley when I went to go watch the FA Trophy final as well. He was definitely in the team because I remember him lifting the trophy, but I can't remember. I feel like he scored the winner, but that might just be me hoping that he did. <laughs> I had dreams of Hamza scoring a Wembley goal. <laughs> I dream of Hamza. <laughs> Very good. Would you like to know what other answers you could have had? Uh, yeah, I feel like he might have played... Like, there's classic clubs that everyone who leaves Mac eventually plays for. Was mm. one of them Wrexham? Yes. Yeah. That's, quite, uh, that's a bit spooky, actually, but carry on. And then you usually get, like, either Grimsby, Lincoln, or... Lincoln, yes. Yeah. That's 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 as far as I'd guess. So the other two are Plymouth Argyle huh? and uh, J.S. Kabilai in Algeria. Oh, he actually played in Algeria. I thought he grew up not in for, France. Not for long, but yes. Yeah, I thought he uh, played his youth He was born in, in Paris. France. So. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Fabulous All right, stuff. well, that was fun. Yeah, well done. So then your next player is none other than Bristol Rovers legend Mark McChrystal. Okay. <laughs> How many? How many is is, is he got? Uh, let me just consult my notes. I've just spilled coffee everywhere, but that's fine. That's for that's for later, Tom, to think about. Coffee wine. Coffee wine. Mark McChrystal has played for ten clubs. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm gonna go three. Excellent. Would you like to proceed, Andy Baxter? I don't know yet. I don't know if Dad's going to advance on three. Nah. Would you like to advance on three, Darren Upton? Okay. I would like to devance. <laughs> this might blow up my face spectacularly. Crusaders. Yes. Bristol Rovers. Yes. That was, that was my two. I'm sure he's played somewhere else, though, in Ireland afterwards. Well, yes, he, he has played for several other places. That's the point of this game. Yeah, yeah but after, <laughs> after Crusaders. Well, let me say, yes, I'm still on two. <laughs> so this is to equalise, it's to make it one all. 
Um, Glenn Torrent. No. Oh, no. <sighs> Sorry. <sighs> you could have had Wolverhampton Wanderers, Bradford City, Derry City, Institute, Partick Thistle, Lisbon Distillery, Tranmere Rovers, Scunthorpe United. Tranmere? I didn't make a Tranmere. Yeah, that's where our um, was at before us. Yeah. Oh well, never mind. What's your name? That was a good that was good actually. Very obscure for anyone who hasn't heard of those players, but <laughs> Martin Crystal has finally retired now, unfortunately. Was there only oh, two? I could do I could find another one if you want. Hang on. Should well, we do a tiebreaker? Well no, because it's two and ill to that. I just, I just wondered oh, yeah. if there was only two. I'm gonna do another one. Talk amongst yourselves. I didn't realise he played for so many clubs in England. Crystal. Nah. Wolves and... You get like nipping back. It's not far, I suppose. Yeah, to be fair, it's probably easier to get from Belfast to Birmingham than it is to get from Birmingham to Cornwall. Yeah. In fact, it definitely is, because when me and Tom went to Dublin from Birmingham, it took like 20 minutes. Have we already done Nathan Blessett? Because he's played for both clubs. No. Come on. Bless it off. Bless it off. Bless it off. Bless it off. He's been at a few clubs, mine. Yeah, I know. My beautiful little Bless It has played for 13 clubs. He scored goals at all but one of them. I can't believe he's played for that many. He's had a lot of loans. I reckon I can do... Uh, yeah, because if you get one wrong, you're out, aren't you? Mm. I'm confident that I could do nine. But Okay. I'll do... If, if I'm top and do my nine and win, I would like to guess at a tenth that I couldn't quite commit to. <laughs> okay. That's fair, because I had five, so you feel free to do your nine and possibly ten. Oh... Have I just thought of another? Hensford. Oh, we side. Um, yep. <clears throat> Romulus. Yep. Solihull Moors. Yep. And then obviously, down in the West Country, he played for Rovers. Mm-hmm. And he also played for Plymouth and Torquay. Yes. I'm already well, lost six. how many I'm on. Um, six. Then at some point he played for Mac. He did have a yeah. loan. He, where did he loan to when he was at Rovers? Did he also did he also go to Tranmere? He did. Yeah. So I think you're on eight there. Um, he was at Maidenhead. Nine. Uh, at the moment is it Telford? Ten. Alphas, yeah. So I haven't got the other three, 11, 12, and 13. So I'll let Baxter see if he can have his go. Hartlepool? No, that's Alice Harrison. So if I'm declared the winner, can I just ask if the other three are the three I'm thinking of? Because I'm not sure. I know. You've already won the first two points. I've not done very well today. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. Might as well rub it in. So, mm-hmm. I'm sure at one point he played for Kidderminster. I'm surprised you didn't get Kidderminster because that was like his first proper club. No offence, Romulus. 
Oh, yeah, I remember him at Romulus. I just couldn't remember where he went. I thought he went to Hensford after that, but obviously not. Kidderminster. Um, so then the, you're missing two. So the two that I'm missing, I'm not sure if they're actual, if they count, but he definitely played for Kidsgrove. Uh, that's, I'm not counting that, but he did play there as a youth. He was there when we were at uni. Yes. His youth career has Staffordshire University and oh, Kidsgrove. And that was the other one, Staffordshire Uni, I was going to say. So that you have, so you have a very similar uh, youth career, does. Yeah. Staff oh, they changed the logo. Staff Uni team and Kids Grove. That was the other two I was going to guess, but that was obviously his youth career. Okay. So what, was well, his, what was his actual other two? What's missing is he went on loan to Cambridge United from Kidderminster and Lincoln City from Rovers. Oh, Lincoln. I remember him going to Lincoln. And Lincoln's Rovers. the only club that he's not scored at. Ah. Plus, that's probably why it was forgettable then. <clears throat> that's Come our blessed quota. My, my brain hurts. I can't wait till um, AFC Telford kick off. This is going to be the season he gets double figures. Oh, for God's sake, not this again. It, are, we, are we betting a tenner again? Ah, uh, go on. He's only got double figures like once in his career. That was at Solihull Moors, where they yeah. mysteriously stopped playing him. To be fair, he, is, he has got his financial advising career up and running now so yeah he's just gone back near you know West Bromwich hasn't he yeah definitely getting a Telford game in before uh, the end of the season mm. we say that we've, we've said this about a million clubs <laughs> do you remember when we were going to follow Solihull Moors in the Scottish Cup that one time they were <laughs> in it it's almost like we have more commitment than uh, actual make happenness I yeah. mean, not to pull a thread, but why was Sally Holmes in the Scottish Cup? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Basically, anyone knows. Once, yeah, every year, I don't know if they still do it, but every year for a while, it was called like the Wafer Thin Cup or something. It was like okay. Tunnock's Tea Cakes Cup or something. And um, basically, it was their equivalent of the like, not the FA Cup, not the League Cup, but the other cup. And it was always like the Premier League team was always, yeah, they played their under 23s. You'd have like Rangers under 23s, Celtic under 23s, blah, blah, blah. Uh, blah. And then the rest of it was just, yeah, League One, League Two clubs in Scotland. But then they opened it up. So Northern Ireland, Ireland, Wales, and England all got one place in the cup as well. I enjoyed it. It was madness. Yeah, you had Solihull, and then you'd get like, one of the Welsh teams, obviously, one of the Irish teams, and then someone from Northern Ireland also in it as well. That's mad. So you could have some Solly Hall away at Arbroath or something. I think the point, yeah, I think they always were. Yeah, I think they always were drawn away as well. <laughs> so they, it was all the the games were always in Scotland. So pretty much once a month, Solly Hall would just have to pop up to Scotland for a match. I can't remember how well they did in it actually, but. None of the outside of Scotland clubs ever won it, put it that way. Yeah, from memory, they didn't do very well. No. It was always one of those where, on Football Manager, you'd always be tempted to start as a club like that, just so you can have something more exciting to do. Mm. Compete in the Scottish Cup while you're also in the conference. Scottish game, where I'm playing a bunch of old men. <laughs> He's still persevering with that. 
Yeah. Nice. Nothing else to do. We've gone from we've gone from young boys to old men in this podcast. Yeah, the circle is complete. Or as you called it earlier, the circle jerk. The circle jerk <laughs> is complete. <laughs> the circle jerk is complete. Good night. Wait, we haven't had a jerk yet. Or was that the jerk? Yoko jerk. <laughs> I've been masturbating this whole time. <laughs> I did wonder why you went on camera. Oh, God. Right, anyway, do you want it? So, oh, it's so much. <laughs> I saw a documentary on how ships are being held together. Riveting. Right. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.